Now back to On the Block with Rick and Austin on 937 the ticket FM.com. That's right. We're here on the block with you for another 90 minutes or so on a beautiful Thursday. Rained a little bit this morning. That's all right. Uh, Clear it up. And that's wonderful. Uh, Cliff in Eglin Air Force Base. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you down there in Florida. Cliff, you're, you're a regular. We appreciate you doing that. Um, question from the Garbologist Strick on the football front. Would a three and out every time on defense be a perfect defensive game for football? Ooh. A three and out punt every time i like it i think that's dope force a turnover before that maybe and a shutout it would have to be have to be right well i mean if you're but it's not their fault yeah it's not it wouldn't be their fault so yeah i I wouldn't yeah i would say you could have a perfect game without a perfect score sure football defensively sure yeah i like that that's tough bro you know how hard that is oh my gosh might never be done i don't think that could uh, if that's done that's got to be – I would like to know if that's ever been done. I think the closest I think one I, – I, listen, that Nebraska, I, I want to say, what is it? What, is it the 90 – the 95 90, – the 95-96? The I think the one where they, they only – they gave up like a crazy number of as far as not letting them score. Mm-hmm. It was like 17 points for the year. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a crazy number. I'm going to have to look that up. But, I mean, I think that's as close as you can get to a perfect season mm-hmm. from what they did. I mean, that's got to be one of the best defensive teams of all time. Ever. Of all time. The way they, 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 they dominated. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was a 90 – I want to say it was a 90 – it wasn't the 94 team. I think it might have been the team after. 95 96. Let's let's see if we can set the text line on fire. Yeah. Which defense was better? 94 or 95 for Nebraska football. What was the best defensive team you played on in in basketball? <sighs> or the best defensive lineup you were part of? I I, I would have to say the Boston the Boston team. Mm-hmm. Um and and what made it even so what, what made it so good was that we didn't have a traditional center. Okay. Mm-hmm. We just had a, a just a hodgepodge of guys that just had heart, that just was determined to not lose, mm-hmm. even though everybody thought we were gonna lose. So, I, and what was so awesome about that was Paul Pierce had got stabbed, yeah, that summer. That's right. Now understand what I'm saying. Twelve times, not once, not twice, not twelve times. That summer, yet made it back to camp. To camp? He was at camp. At camp. You tell me in the camp truth? Because I came, that was a blessed season for me. Because I came <laughs> after, tra- after uh, pre, you know, preseason training, or not preseason, but it was after training camp. Mm-hmm. So I came when they were playing games. So mm-hmm. I walked right in and was like, yes, just straight to action. <laughs> but yes. He made it to camp and still and had one of the best seasons, um, you know, in his career. Yeah, that's crazy. That was a crazy one. Good for him for that. But that team was awesome. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we were in the top five in defense and it was just it was a bunch of guys like 
like Kenny Anderson wasn't known for defense, but it was one of those things where we all held each other accountable. Mm-hmm. Antoine Walker was not known for defense, but even him was scrappy and hustling and rotating. It was just one of those things, right? Paul wasn't fleet of feet, but, you know, long. We all just helped each other. We mm-hmm. led him down to Tony Batie. Tony Batie would block shots, every, you know, just one of the skinny type of guys. And then, you know, uh, I was there and, and we – that was one of the worst trades I think they made was trading Joe Johnson. Like, yeah, that was a little, you're, you're a little bit yeah. early. Let you, you might've let Joe start to cook a little bit. That could have been a good keep, but they ended up keeping keep Kedrick Brown and um, Joe Forte. And I know you don't like that, <laughs> but Joe Not Forte was out of the league. <laughs> Joe Forte was out of the league pretty quickly. Just it, it Joe Forte's story was great athlete. um, Great skill set as far as being able to score but just didn't want to put in the work he just mm. thought it's you know just one of those it, it's similar to the mentality of some kids today where yeah. they just feel like it should just be handed to them like they you coach, should show up good yeah you're just good enough to show up but no there's some dogs out there i mean yo you, you're gonna have to fight me i'm not just gonna you know sit on the bench and let you no sir kenny kenny's gonna work you out you know you mm-hmm. better be ready and so every time he got an opportunity, he just wasn't ready. Huh? Just just came up short. Just you know how you know how you think in your mind you're doing enough, but you're not. Um, that can happen with any of us where we're not doing enough to prepare for the speed. So like mm-hmm. you're half motion, you're you're kind of just going through it, you know, coming off screens, half tail, half ass, you know. And next thing you know, when you get in the game. The speed is everybody's moving quickly. You know, you're not seeing it as quick. People are jumping you on, on pick and rolls and you are just not ready. So you don't perform. You don't look good. Mm-hmm. You look like you're behind a step. And that's what happened to him. That's tough to hear too, based on what you're saying too, about just how accountable that team tried to hold everyone, especially on the defensive end. Sounds like everything was in place. If he wanted it, if he wanted it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just didn't work out. Uh, the one that they gave up, but they should have kept was definitely Joe Johnson. I saw Joe. I saw Joe. Yeah, he was nice. Speaking of accountability, more players out of the NFL for at least a year, if not longer, due to gambling. This is accountability to themselves, accountability to their team, even accountability to the league. I think we we've seen the NFL, you know, take efforts time after time to protect the shield, you know, such mm-hmm. as it were. Um, Isaiah Rogers, not only strict did he, you know, bet on his team's games, he bet on a teammate's. Over under rushing totals. Yeah. Put a thousand dollars on it. Didn't even try to hide it. Yeah. And so what are we doing? My yeah, that that's a that's a great question. My my thing about this whole thing is um how are they finding out? So 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 that right. that's the part, right? Well, well, first of all, we're we have a Samson syndrome mentality where we think we can just do stuff on our on our own things and and you're know, clear. We're 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 good, like gambling and stuff. But why not? If you're going to do that, do it through a do it through the homeboy hookup or the homeboy network. Do it through <laughs> do, do it through you know your brother who lives in South. I mean, your brother knows a guy who knows a guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, even you know, going on these little betting sites and stuff, it it, it has an IP. It has an IP address to it. Mm-hmm. So it's like. You know, we're, we're setting ourselves up 
Um, but I've wondered how do they find out? Like, mm-hmm. like what what happens or where do you get to the point where the league or somebody or somebody internally finds out that you're gambling? Like, where do you, where does that come from? It better not be because they're talking about it in the locker room. Because if you're talking about uh, it there, you deserve to get caught yeah. if you're going to be that dumb about it. I hope it's not, you know, too big an invasion of privacy. I, I would assume there have to be some sort of, you know, probable cause to, you know, track the IP address, to track the bets. Um, whether does the FBI get involved? Like, is I, don't, that that's, FBI, I don't know. Is that a flag like on, on a, like, like there's got to be something that's going on um behind the scenes you know some people will call it you know some people will call it deep state stuff some probably some people will say uh what's our guy snowden <laughs> I mean, right I mean, WikiLeaks. They, got all, they got all this stuff like how do you find out that's mm-hmm. what's crazy i'm i'm looking at all of these people that are not just them you gotta look at the colleges that mm-hmm. the coaches are being like if you're if you're doing that like you said and you're talking about it then you're an idiot straight up straight up mm-hmm. you're dumb the other thing that's down, like I said about Rogers, most of his bets were twenty-five to fifty dollars. Yeah, he put a thousand dollars out of the blue <laughs> on this one prop. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I think that's going to raise flags, no matter how you know someone finds out about it. Yeah, that's suspicious. So it's dumb. I, I don't understand. You know, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, uh, Jameson Williams, Stanley Berry Hill. Yeah, I mean these guys. I mean it's it's multiple. So at this point, uh, is it worth it? That's my question. What's your advice to athletes now? Yeah. Um, is it an addiction or is it just fun? Like, like you, 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 let me just say this. I guess there's, there's something that we had that's a problem and it's been a problem in the NBA for a long time. And that's, you know, guys like smoke. Mm-hmm. They like to Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so here, here was the CBA. The CBA would state that if you're a rookie, um, first year player, that you come in and like everyone else before camp, you get tested. You then are randomly tested throughout the season. Okay. If you're a veteran, you would come and you get tested first, like in camp, training camp, everybody would get tested. And then after that, it's only after maybe you're found out, caught, something happened mm. then you can be randomly tested okay so the random testing doesn't always seem random though no well maybe not but i can say this if you are a veteran and you were busted for smoking you're an idiot <laughs> because if you couldn't leave it alone for three to six months and clean your system whether it be by whatever cranberry or back then i think people used to use golden seal and there were things that you could take, clean your system, and be ready for camp. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't leave it alone for three to six months, or three to I'd say three to five months, it's usually about that to get out of your system. Three to five months, then you're an idiot. You should never be. You, so I'm saying the same thing in this gambling situation. Right. That, mm-hmm. That's just a tie-in for the gambling situation. Yeah. It's like you just have to figure out another way to be able if you're if you just can't help yourself. Find another way. Use the homeboy phone. Right. Um, Split it 80-20 with it. Because you don't may not, maybe you don't trust the homeboy. Maybe he's siphoning <laughs> off the money. I don't know, but you know, get a good homeboy. Like mm-hmm. I use that's one of the things that I always say. Like, 
one of the things I would always do is I would have a homeboy that if I ever went out and I was drinking heavily, we didn't have Uber, Uber back then. So the homie would drive the car. Mm -hmm. Simple as that. And it's not like these NFL players don't have options. It's not that they're, you know, not allowed to gamble at all. They can't do it in two ways on NFL games mm -hmm. or, you know, props or on team property. Mm -hmm. So it probably means the plane too. But as long as you're not on NFL business and you're not betting on NFL business, go at it. Yeah. Leave it alone. But leave you just can't leave the NFL just alone. Leave the sport alone. Speaking of things that should probably be left alone in the gambling realm, uh, this came out a few weeks ago, and I'm still shaking my head about it, Strick. Bet Online said they are proud to be the sport, the first sports book to offer betting odds on the Special Olympics. Come on, man. Leave them alone. Let them just enjoy the sport. Like, is nothing on. sacred? There's no, they, everything. I, God, is nothing sacred? They won't attain it all. Leave that. Let, let them just enjoy the sport, man. Let them have fun. Mm -hmm. Leave them alone. Like, anyway. I don't even know what to say to that. It just left me speechless. I don't know. I don't know what to say, bro. That That's just one that I just, I couldn't even, I can't even wrap my head around that one. And not only are they offering them, they're proud to be the first to offer it. Yeah. Was there a big race or something? To do something like that, it's not necessary. No, yeah. why? Yeah, I have no clue. I have no clue. Hopefully, you have a better clue and shoot out with Strick. Yeah, that's where I we're going know. next. We gotta, we gotta get a rally. We gotta keep it going. Thirty bucks to Buffalo Wings and Rings on the line. Call now 402-464-5685. Take on Strick in trivia. You win. You get the thirty bucks. If not, uh, well, too bad. You have to try again next time. We'll take a break. We'll play the shootout after this.